0: What's up guys, welcome to another edition of The Current NeuroPod, I'm your host Julian, and today we have news, reviews, updates, tidbits, factoids for you guys. We're gonna talk Mean Girls, the musical. We're also going to talk new superhero MCU, DCU news, of course. And I think that's enough talking. Let's go ahead and get straight to the episode. Julian, Julian,
1: what's
0: up, what's up? What's up man, we got a... News, reviews, updates, tidbits, factoids today. Um, a lot of things to discuss. Uh, let's, let's get right into it.
1: Is it a monster pod today? We'll
0: see. It's not a monster pod. I actually tried my hardest not to say it. I was nah, nah. Okay. nah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's jump into it. Um, firstly, we have details on the new Dragon Ball Dima um, reportedly have dropped. And so here are a few of those details. Um, episode one will transition from Dragon Ball Z to Dragon Ball Super animation sometime in that, in that episode. Um, two villains will turn our heroes from into kid form using a curse. Uh, the series follows basically our heroes trying to reverse that curse, and the Dragon Balls do not work on the curse. Uh, and it will feature blood. So, with those features, are those you know things that have dropped any any kind of interest there?
0: Not at all. Sounds ass. Really? I'll be watching it as soon as it comes out.
1: All right. Uh, I'm surprised it has blood in it because this is, looks kind of kiddie. But, yeah, I'm, I'm interested now. Uh, a Die Hard <laughs> prequel is reportedly back in development. This has been in the works for a while now. They keep dropping it and picking it back up. Um, after what's going on with Bruce Willis right now, for people who aren't aware, he's having really kind of a, a degenerative disease. I feel like it's just kind of been bad taste and just drop it. Like We don't need a Die Hard sequel, prequel, should I say. What are your thoughts?
0: Um, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I mean, obviously, you know, he's not going to have anything to do with it. It's going to be a prequel. So I think it could be like an homage to the John McClane character who is, you know, one of the uh, action stars of that time. So why not? Uh, You know, I, I do love me some Die Hard. So <laughs> why not? Have you seen all the Die Hard movies? Every single Die Hard movie. I've seen I've seen every single one of them multiple times.
1: Oh, okay. So you, I, I know you're a fan of that franchise. Okay, mm-hmm. I've seen I've seen only the first one, so I don't know about any of the other ones. Ah,
0: wow. Okay. Are, are you one
1: of Are you one of those that consider Die Hard a Christmas movie? I know that's a big debate online. Is it? A Christmas I'm not sure movie
0: what the is debate online? is about. It literally takes place on Christmas Day.
1: So does Iron Man three? I mean, but people say, "Oh, it's not really a Christmas movie," but
0: yeah, it is. Okay, just curious. My opinion. Uh, a,
1: yeah. a new Star Trek movie is in the works with. Um, in the works, it's described as an origin story set decades before the 2009 Star Trek film, which I thought that was an origin story. So a little confused, but, uh, what are your <laughs> thoughts?
0: Yeah. I mean, reboot of a reboot. Sure. I guess. Um, I'm going to miss the old team, um, with, uh, Chris Pine and Zachary Quinto and, uh, I'm a blanking on. Oh, saw Danya? Thank you, Zoe Saldana. I'm gonna miss the the trio, the Trinity, but whatever. I mean, I'm not a huge Star Trek fan, so you know this this just just to be like a fun little space adventure for me. Um, I honestly don't care if this ever gets made or not. Um, but yeah, I guess a re- re- reboot of a reboot. Let's do it.
1: Yeah, I'm not a Trekkie myself, but I do love the Chris Pine movies. Um, I really just the fan of me really wanted to see Tarantino's take on it. He was in in, in talks for doing a, a Star Trek film, or even just another director take on that same team like you said that trinity um so it's going to be bittersweet when i see this when i see this movie hopefully that you know it can they can do it some justice um top gun 3 is in the works this was just announced i believe like today uh which no surprise top gun 2 literally is credited with saving cinema after the pandemic and it was like a billion dollar movie so uh did, 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 did you ever watch top gun maverick or no nope it's actually a great movie, honestly. I don't even think you need to watch the first one to to enjoy it. I recommend it, but it's a really great movie. It's probably the best film. It was probably the best film in like 2021, like the top three films of that year. So it was really great. So yeah, mm-hmm. there's no surprise there. You're saying, mm, you, you didn't even watch the movie. Trust me, I had no interest in a, a movie about fighter pilots. Like I, That's just not my thing, but I was like blown away when I saw the movie. It's like it's really great. <laughs> <That's> um, <good. laughs> blue Eye Samurai creators say that they're planning... Three to four seasons and a spinoff. Um, now, as a huge fan of the show, I know you aren't. I don't want this at all. I think, honestly, I wanted the, the, that narrative to wrap up in season one. I thought it was it, it would have really made a great just one season show um, uh, of Mizu's journey. So the fact that it's getting all these seasons is kind of worrying me. Um, but what are your thoughts? I know you weren't the biggest fan of so season <clears> one, though,
0: like I said. Well, there's three white men. So it's going to be an extra three seasons, uh, one season for each of them. And uh, the spin-offs are inevitable. That's what happens when something gets popular. So we're going to have a Ringo show um, or a Taigan show or a Kiku show. So let's do it. Yay.
1: But is blue Eye Samurai popular? I mean, I, I like it. Was it was very I,
0: popular on Netflix, I feel like.
1: Okay. I, I didn't know. I wasn't aware of its popularity. Um, Netflix is also creating a new NBA documentary series modeled after the NFL quarterback show, which I really enjoy, which followed the Patrick Mahomes and other quarterbacks in the league. Uh, the five players that are chosen for this first season are some pretty big names. I was actually surprised. We got LeBron James, Jason Tatum, Jimmy Butler, Anthony Edwards and, and DeMontis Sabonis. Will you be tuning in for this uh, this new NBA show on Netflix documentary?
0: So I'm I'm not 100% sure what this is. So you'll have to fill me in on like what what exactly it is they do for the football players, but I mean, on the surface level it sounds interesting sure, but I don't really understand what this is.
1: Sure, so the NFL counterpart version is just follow three quarterbacks Patrick Mahomes, Kirk Cousins and um Marcus Mariota. And it's just like, it's just follows their lives through the season. So it'll cut from Kirk Cousins life to, to Patrick Mahomes on and off the field. So it's really like a documentary style, just kind of following these players. And so it's that it's really that straightforward. Um, Okay. I think, I think, I think we've got some great personalities here for the NBA one. I mean, Anthony Edwards is a fool. We all like his antics. He's so Atlanta. LeBron James is of course LeBron Tatum is a little boring to me. He's like, but whatever. Um, J- Jimmy Butler is a personality and, and Demontez you know, they, they, ha- they had to get that white boy in there. So, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm really excited to, to watch this actually.
0: Uh, okay. I guess I had to see more about it. I mean, I don't really care about a day in the life of LeBron, but I'm going to watch it, I guess. Uh, in American
1: born Chinese, the, the show on Disney plus has been canceled out at, by, after one season. Uh, I enjoyed the show. I, I know you, you didn't, uh, any thoughts on that?
0: Well, it looks like I wasn't the only one that didn't enjoy it. So I'm sorry for everybody involved. I would have loved for you guys to have more work. Uh but honestly, this this just was not a good show. That's just my personal opinion. Um and it looks like that opinion is uh shared by many, or at least the powers that be. So RP to that show. And shout out to the the lead actor of American Born Chinese. He he was in Mean Girls. I literally laughed out yes. loud when I saw his ass. Um, sure was. Yeah. <laughs>
1: All right. Uh, Gary Oldman had a few things to say about his role as Sirius Black in the Harry Potter films. He, he, he quoted it as mediocre. His quote was, I think my work is mediocre in it. Maybe if I had read the books, if I had got ahead on the curve, I would have known what's coming. I honestly think I would have played it differently. I personally loved Gary Oldman's portrayal of Sirius Black. I think the scene in, in The Shrieking Shack and Prisoner uh, Basket, I just watched it recently the banter between him and Lupin was just like top tier acting. So the fact that he said this is interesting to me, but as a person who read the books, what are your thoughts on this statement?
0: Nah, he was awesome. Um, I don't think he could have been <laughs> any better. So, uh, this is just an actor being harder himself. Nobody likes their own work. So whatever, nigga, you were amazing. Very, very true. <laughs> yeah, very true.
1: Um, Ki Kwan will star as lead in the new action film titled with love by universal, uh, a uh, John Wick fight coordinator will take, will make his directorial debut in this role. We're so happy for Kihu Kwan. Uh, what are your thoughts?
0: It's interesting that he's getting this particular role. Unfortunately, I've, I've kind of pigeonholed him into like just being a drama guy. Uh, but of, of course he can do action. And of course, I'm sure he's going to be great in this. Um, I'm, I'm excited for this. I'm, I'm excited that he's still on this renaissance of his career and he's getting different parts and stuff like that. So, Let's do it. I'm here for it.
1: Yeah, same, same. Um, Gal Gadot was apparently, it's not clear whether she was offered the role of Barbie before Margot Robbie, but she definitely was in consideration, uh, which I think is just very interesting. Could you have seen Gal Gadot being Barbie? Of course I could have.
0: (laughs) No. Yeah, she would have. Yeah, I could have seen her. Margot Robbie's performance didn't stand out that much to where she owned the role of Barbie. Gal Gadot could have absolutely did what she did.
1: I think I had to agree with that hot take and I, I don't think it's Margot Robbie's fault. I, think I don't agree. think it's a hot take. <laughs> I, I know because people love her as Barbie and I, I liked her as Barbie too, but I don't think that that role was just like, Oh my God, Margot Robbie put her stamp on that. Like, you know, like kind of like how she did with Harley Quinn, but yeah, I could have seen it as well, but I'm sure Warner brothers is happy. They did not go that route with all this controversy with Gal and the Zionist type thing. So, uh, cause she knows she is from Israel. So, uh, but yeah, that took a left turn um jack black (laughs) has reportedly been cast in the minecraft movie alongside jason momoa and danielle brooks has this got you a little bit more excited for the minecraft movie
0: no i'm not fucking 12 i don't care about this minecraft movie shout out to the minecraft movie it's gonna make a billion dollars because it's targeting the kids uh if it doesn't make it in theaters it's gonna make it in toys i don't care about this sorry
1: yeah, Julian, bringing the energy today. Uh, I'm happy for Danielle Brooks more than anybody. I just think you know she's a, a talented, a talented actress. So glad to see her in Color Purple and Peacemaker. And I want to see her get more opportunities. I knew I knew she Orange was a is the new black. Since, uh, since Orange is the new black, yep. Uh, Emma Stone says that Cruella Two is in the work is a work in progress. The filming will begin sooner than later. Uh, did, did you ever watch the first Cruella? With Emma no,
0: Stone? no, 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 no. Was not interested. But I, I think you liked it right? I'm, sh- I'm pretty sure you gave I her a-, a rousing, you know, standing ovation for her performance. So, tell me, Monty, yeah. how excited are you about Cruella 2?
1: Emma Stone is always that great. I think she's one of the best working actresses in Hollywood. I- I- I've actually been hearing really great things about her new film Poor Things. I- I'm probably going to go see it soon because I've been hearing a- astounding things about it. But yeah, Cruella is one of those live-action Disney adaptations that kind of went under the radar for wh- whatever reason. But it's definitely one of the best out, out of their, you know, out-, out of their filmography so far. So, I'll be checking mm. for this for sure. Um, and this is kind of caters to you. This next news, Dwayne, the rock Johnson made a surprise appearance on WWE raw. Uh, <laughs> did that, was, was that a, did that mean anything to you as a wrestling uh, fan as a rock fan?
0: Why'd you put this out here? That's hilarious. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean of course I, I try to make stuff that you want
1: to hear too. You know,
0: <laughs> that's hilarious. Uh, yeah, he's back. He challenged the head of the table, Roman Reigns. We'll see what happens at WrestleMania. Uh, it was another freak out moment. It's, it's just a funny, like. You know, we we t- talk about this a lot with Star Wars or whatever Harry Potter. Like, just just like a little sound, and you're just like, oh my god, like I'm five years old again. And then like all it is this is like, yes, you smell, I'm just like, Aah. so yeah, <clears throat> rock is back. So he's fighting his cousins for the, t- the
1: title, Rumorans.
0: Yes, he will be. Okay. Well, I don't think they're cousins. They're uh, cousins maybe, maybe they are. They they might be. Yeah, they might be. They're related some kind of way. Yeah.
1: Alrighty. Um, let's talk some reviews. Uh, the first review I just have is for a stand-up special, which is the new Dave Chappelle, The Dreamer. Uh, did you get a chance to watch this on Netflix?
0: Nah, I wasn't interested. Okay.
1: Uh, just a brief review. I This time around, he's doing more jokes, as opposed to his storytelling that he's been doing a lot lately. So I was happy to hear that. Overall, I think it was, a solid, it was a solid stand-up special. It was nothing amazing to me, but uh, those old Dave chappelle are definitely in there, and so I, I did appreciate that. Uh, it kind of gave me vintage Chappelle at times, but overall, like I said, just standard, solid, special, which I, I liked hour-long. It was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to talk about the Cat William Shannon Sharp interview briefly because, uh, boy, that interview is like the most-watched interview of all time <laughs> in like a week or two weeks. Um, it It's been going crazy online, a lot of name-dropping. Uh, a lot of shock value moments. Do you have any thoughts on that interview at all? Do you want to share? Um,
0: I mean, when well, well,
1: did you watch it? Did you watch the interview first of all? I'm sorry, I nigga,
0: you did, did I watch a three hour interview with Cat Williams and Sandy Sharp? No, I didn't watch three hour interview. Oh, um, I watched it. You watched all three hours? Jesus Christ! Yeah. I, I keep forgetting that you don't have like a job. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Shots fired, bitch! <laughs> Look, guys. Um, no, I I I'm not gonna lie to you and say that I watched three hours of this bullshit because I didn't. Um, I will say that it was entertaining. Uh, you know, all the clips that I saw that people were posting, um, it, it was wildly entertaining. It was funny. Um, I I didn't take literally anything he said as truth or gospel or like the word. And I'm I'm surprised that so many people are. Uh, if I'm being honest, but uh, I mean you know, he said those things to get a reaction and he got it. I mean, 40-something million views on YouTube is nothing to sneeze about. That's awesome. I'm, I'm happy for Shannon Sharp. I'm surprised that people are trying to shit on Shannon Sharp for his interviewing skills when this nigga's like, he's like, he, he's just a football guy that turned into a host on first take. Like, what the fuck do y'all want from him? Um, but, yeah, I mean, I you know, all, all, all the all the jokes and memes are funny. I laughed, but um, yeah, like, as as far as like, some of the things that people are just like, Taking to heart as like whatever he said was fact, I don't really believe those things. But um, it, it it literally doesn't matter. I mean, after I saw it the first day, I didn't think about it until you just brought it up. So um, you tell me, money, what do you took from that Cat Williams interview that you watched the entire thing from? <laughs>
1: It, yeah. Anyway, it was a, a literally a fantastic interview from beginning to end. I mean, of course, the, all the shock value moments are the ones that are getting clipped online. But yep. even just the backstory about his life, all that kind of stuff, is it was just a really engaging two hour and forty five minute interview. Um, now, of course, I take everything people say with a grain of salt. But after watching the interview, I am inclined to believe that there's some truth in everything that he said. Whether you know the percentage of the truth, I'm not sure. But sure. I do believe that there was a lot of truth in what a lot of what he said and. You might think of it as just like, oh, he's just he's just being a hater. Like, why are you saying this out of nowhere? He made a he made it very clear that he had like first of all, I love Club Shay I think it's a great podcast. Uh He had people like Cedric the Entertainer on, he had Steve Harvey on, he had Ricky Smiley on, and they told their truths. And mm-hmm. so Cat Williams basically just said, well, if if liars, which he perceived them as liars, can tell their truth, then I have the right to tell mine as well. And mm-hmm. so when you when you approach from that angle, it doesn't seem just like he's just trying to name drop and just get clout. Like it's, he's just trying to protect his name and his image and you know all that he worked for. Um, sure. It's funny too because we've been we've been trying to discredit him in so many points that he, he read fifteen thousand books. And I remember <laughs> in the interview when when, when he said that he, he ran a four three, I was like, "Get the fuck out of here, nigga!" Like, now I don't now I don't believe you. But then the, the nigga went on Instagram the other day and ran a four four. I, I was like,
0: "He didn't." You talking about on that basketball court?
1: Yeah, it, I mean, it, it was it, 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 it wasn't it wasn't the uh, laser time. It was the, it was the hand the hand time. But still, like that at his age, I think I wouldn't think he was getting anything close to that. Like like at, at my peak, in my peak athleticism, when I was pretty athletic in high school, I feel like I ran a four seven. So I was with the hand time. So I was just like, wow, okay, maybe that added more credibility to a lot of what he was saying. But it's really a great interview. I recommend it. I mean, yeah. Okay made some pretty wild ac- accusations as well. Like Chris Tucker being on Epstein Island and shit like that. And I was just like, Jesus Christ. Like it, it got, it, it it went there at times. So I definitely mm-hmm. see why I got those views.
0: One thing I'll say is that was, you know, one of the clips that I saw that I, that I found that that was at least interesting was that he fought for his scene in Friday after next to not be like an actual rape scene. And like, that's what they wanted originally. Um, I'm, I'm not sure why, and I'm, I'm pretty sure he, he says something along the lines in, in that clip. But like, I'm not sure why they thought that even at that time that like that was funny or like it, it would work. Um, and I'm glad that he had the the foresight to be like, wait a minute, guys, let's let's think about this. <laughs> and like, let's let's come with another way. Um, so I, I will give him props for that because I was that, that was actually a cool story to hear.
1: Yeah, I think Ice Cube went on live like the other day and said that that wasn't all the way true about the rape thing, but I, I uh, could be wrong.
0: Okay, um, well, there we go. <laughs> just believe in what I
1: hear, right? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's talk Let's talk some reviews. Did you watch any shows in, the, in between uh, the last time we spoke?
0: Uh, I haven't finished Echo. I'm on three episodes in, so let's just completely skip that for now. I know you finished it, um, and we will do that next pod, I guess. So, no.
1: Okay, uh well besides Echo I did watch I did finish, should I say, What If Season 2. Uh so just oh. want to give you guys my brief thoughts on each episode, I'll give like a brief excerpt. Uh overall though the the season I thought was pretty mid, I'm not going to lie. Uh I was really excited for this surprise, season. Surprise. I mean, amazing voice cast. Like first of all, I, I still think Jeffrey Wright as the Watcher is like the perfect voice casting. I want to see him live action now. Um but they did they did bring back certain you know legends like Lawrence Fishburne or Michael Douglas or Jeff Goldblum to come and reprise their roles, which I thought was really, really cool. Um, but yeah, what role overall, does Lawrence
0: Fishburne have in the MCU? Uh,
1: he's in the Ant Man series. Remember, he's he's um Hank Pym's opposition or opposing scientist. Remember Ant Man and the Wasp?
0: No, I don't remember that. Shout out to Lawrence Fishburne. <laughs>
1: oh, wow, the fuck? Okay. well, yeah, um, well. I wish this was a a true anthology series, like how more like how season one was. But this season was very much so connected with the episodes. And to me, that just kind of loses the appeal of what if. I mean, because if you can tell literally any kind of pocketed story you want to. Why would you choose to start connecting the episode? I did not like that at all. Um, I do think it's visually an improvement over season one. I think it's really great animation. Um, And they're really trying to make Captain Carter a thing, bro. Like, she literally had, out of the nine episodes, she had three episodes where she was a lead. And I was like, what the fuck are we doing? I mean, I'm not trying to be sexist or whatever, but I just don't think Captain Carter is that interesting. And so she's like an industry plant within within Marvel, you know, but whatever. Anyway, um, episode one was called What If... Nebula joined the Nova Corps. It's basically just like a Marvel "What If" take on like a, a detective Noir. I got the episode of C. Episode two was "What If Peter Quill attacked Earth's Mightiest Heroes?" This was kind of cool because we get to see the '80s Avengers, so we get to see T'Chaka and Hank Pym and Winter Soldier and Thor. Um, so that was really cool. I, I got that episode of B minus. Um, episode three was what if happy hogan saved christmas it was really cool seeing justin hammer the villain from iron man 2 return Uh, he's always great it's kind of a festive christmas episode i gave it a c plus it was okay episode four which was a highlight for me was what if iron man crashed into the grandmaster so from thor ragnarok this was like mario kart slash mad max mixed with the mcus that was really really just a fun episode i gave it a b Um, episode five was what if captain carter fought the hydra stomper this was like a, a take on like the, a mix between the winter soldier and black widow movie if they were com- like kind of combined um it was okay uh, I, I feel like uh t- what do my notes say here yeah so basically they put Steve Rogers as the winter soldier role as the Winter soldier role so that was kind of a cool take I gave the episode a C C+ episode six was by far the highlight for me it's called what if Kahori reshaped the MCU and Kahori is a new character introduced in what if totally original idea totally original character she's like a native indigenous character the episode was so powerful at the end because it's like a revised take on history like what if the indigenous people won against the the colonizers it was just done really really well really beautiful and i want to see Kahori now like in the comics and live action because she was a really dope character uh so that was a b that was a highlight of this season for me <clears throat> episode seven was what, what If if hella found the ten rings uh, this is like Thor and Shang Chi combined. So in this episode, Odin cast Hella out and bans her to Earth, like how he did with Thor. Uh, it was kind of cool seeing the kind of the, the Shang Chi and like the Shang Chi lore mixed with like the Thor lore. Um, but in this episode, Wenwu with the ten rings and Hella without her powers were able to fight Odin to a standstill. Like that would fucking never, ha- like prime Odin. That would never happen. That kind of pissed me off. So that that got to see. Uh, episode eight was <laughs> what if the what if the Avengers assembled in 1602? So. Another Captain Carter-led episode. Yay. See. Um, and last episode was What If Strange Supreme? So Dark Doctor Strange is back. What if he intervened? And this is Captain Carter's third time appearing. This time she teams up with Kahori from episode six. Um, Doc- Dark Doctor Strange is still crying about Christine. See. Overall, the season's a C. I, I hate that you were right about this. Um, and season three is coming out next year, I believe, as well. Mm. Um, so I will skip my Echo review for now, bitch. And now did you watch any movies...
0: Yeah, uh, I was migration. I'll give my migration review here. Um, right. Migration was, was fun, man. Um, this is, you, you walked out of this, right? You said it was too kidding Not because yeah. it was
1: bad. just was too here
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so yeah, since you said that, um, that's pretty much what I expected. Uh, and I actually enjoyed myself. I probably could have waited until this was on streaming to like enjoy it. Uh, I don't think this was like worth a movie trip, if I'm being completely honest. As a 30-year-old man. But uh, I still had a lot of fun with this, man. I didn't realize uh, Camille Nanjani was the the lead in this. Um, I just couldn't recognize his voice or place his voice for whatever reason. So I saw it in the credits. Um, Aquafina was absolutely hilarious, like she always is. I mean, I fucking love her. And anytime I have a chance to, like, say something nice about her, I'm going to do it because she's awesome. She had me cracking up in the theater with all those little kids. Um, The movie, as far as, like, the plot, like, there was... Nothing new here in terms of like, in terms of like a groundbreaking cinema. Uh, but it, it it was still a fun ride, man. Like you knew where things were going, and that was okay, because um, you were along for the journey of these characters. And once it was over, I was happy. I you know went home and I was like oh, nice little movie. Um, but yeah, I ended up giving it a C. But um, I, I, I I would recommend this honestly uh, to, to other people that are looking for something fun, light and easy to watch. I think Migration was actually really fun.
1: So you chose to watch Migration over the Iron Claw? I did. Are you planning to watch the Iron Claw?
0: Mm, Probably not. Why? Well, because you've already given your review on it. So now that now, I mean, you think it's good. So I'm only going to be disappointed. So what's the point? And I, I know the real story.
1: Okay. All right, well, I watched a movie called Night Swim, which is a movie about a haunted (laughs) swimming pool. Haunted swimming pool released in January. Um, This is, um, it was horrible. And January is known for having these kind of releases. I try to give it the the benefit of the doubt. It stars Wyatt Russell, who I really like. I'm watching him as well in the Godzilla show on Apple TV+. Um, But yeah, so this is based on a short film by Bryce McGuire. And I can see this being a really good short film. But not every short film that's good has to be has to have the feature length treatment, because it felt like a lot of times they were just trying to fill space. This movie was only an hour and a half; it felt longer than damn Oppenheimer. It was just so boring, uh, so bad, and um, yeah. I, I, honestly, this is gonna sound sad, but horror is now my least favorite genre over the last like couple of years. Um, modern horror films have just become so monotonous and so formulaic and of course we have our modern classics like get out or hereditary or whatever, but for the most part, we, we just get bullshit like this. And it's really just becoming a, <laughs> a, a chore and a drag to watch these horror movies of the modern time. Well, that, that get theatrically released anyway, there's some good underground stuff. Um, but yeah. So thank you night swim for putting that stamp on my horror, my feelings towards horror films. Um, next re- oh, I'll give it a D by the way. Next review is for <laughs> society of the snow, which is released on Netflix. Do you get a chance? To, have you heard about this movie at all?
0: Nope.
1: Well, this has been getting a lot of, a lot of buzz lately. Um, it's based on a true story about a team of rugby players in Uruguay in the 1970s whose plane crashed on their way to their match in the Andes Mountains in South America. So they're in like a cold, desolate area. A lot of the passengers die, but the, the few survivors that are left have to try to make it for two months. Really dreary stuff there. It's, it's subtitles. I mean, you can watch it in English as well on Netflix. Um, I think it's a well-made film. I can see why it's getting a lot of buzz. However, I do think that is I felt I felt the film to be too familiar in a lot of parts because every single survival movie, whether it be Castaway or whatever, they all follow six steps, which is just as somebody who's seen a lot of movies, you, they just become kind of routine at this point. Step number one is life before the incident. Step number two is the actual incident itself. The incident being the plane crash, which is I, I got to say, the plane crash sequence was done so fucking well. It was stellar. It was it was horrifying, but it was stellar. Step three being adjusting to life now that you're in this new environment and this wild place and people are dying. Step four is almost giving up. You know you're about to just last breath can't do it anymore. Step five is either having a self rescue or being rescued by outside help. And then step six is always that new outlook on life or that like survivor's guilt. And this this movie follows those six steps to a T for a survivor movie. Now you you could argue well, Monty, it's, it's it's about it's about the journey with these kind of movies, not the destination. And I'd agree with you, but even the journey feels kind of familiar at times as well. So overall, I gave the film a a B minus, I believe. Um, But I think for people who maybe are are not as versed, I guess, in survival films, I think you might have a really good time with it. But it's acted well. Everything's well on a technical level. I just feel like I've seen it before. Um, Mm. So, yeah. Um, Last review is for Mean Girls, the musical 2024. Me and Julian both saw this tonight. Uh, What are your thoughts on the movie?
0: Uh, You can go first.
1: Okay. Um well, first of all in my theater, there were everybody was dressed up in pink, so that was a surprise to me. I didn't know. I didn't catch the memo with that one, kind of like Barbie, mm-hmm. but it makes sense. I mean, mm-hmm. Mean Girls mm-hmm. pink. Maybe I just maybe I'm stupid for that.
0: Well, Wednesdays Mom, we wear pink. Monday. I mm-hmm.
1: I I just missed that. Oh, well, anyway, um I feel like every I, I tweeted this a couple of days ago like every man secretly loves the 04 original Mean Girls and me, some men like me and you, obviously more openly, because we're secure with who we are. We just like movies. But um, there was a time when I did used to hide my love for the 04 movie, and I had a very similar, a very similar situation with this show called Pretty Little Liars. It used to come on in college for me. I used to watch that shit in college. I used to love it, and every time my roommate would come in my dorm, I would turn from the, I would turn like I was watching damn pornography. It was crazy. Um, but that kind of gave me <laughs> <laughs> that kind of gave me flashbacks what, to those what things. The? <laughs> anyway, in regards wow. to the actual movie. Um, It's always a very tough task when you're trying to revamp or reboot a cult classic like movie like Mean Girls. And Mm -hmm. so I I do think that making it a musical did give it enough of a spin to kind of warrant why they would make it. And it is definitely a musical through and through. For people who aren't, who, are, who aren't fans of musicals, I mean, it's definitely a musical. I mean, we already expressed this. i talked about this in other pods before. But, like, marketing movie studios have already expressed it. Like, they're not going to market movies as musicals anymore. Um, like Color Purple or Wonka. If they do, it's very brief in the advertising. So there were some people in my, in my audience that I think were a little bit surprised that it was a musical. I'm like, hey, you should have, you know, did your research or whatever. But I love musicals, so I didn't really mind that. Now, the music itself was just okay to me um there was however there was one standout and the, the girl who plays um regina george her name is renee Rapp. i'm actually a really big fan of her music uh, i love her album that came out last year she was a standout like all of well, all of her songs should i say were standouts all of her musical numbers she could really sing her ass off there's this one scene where she's singing during a halloween party that song is a bop i'll be downloading it as soon as possible but my biggest complaint with the film is that every single character from R- regina george katie <clears throat> damien janice whatever it's gretchen none of them compare to the o4 counterparts and i promise you guys i'm not being I'm, I'm i'm not looking at it through my nostalgia goggles it's just like none of them had the impact that their that their o4 counterparts had even the minor characters like kevin g or right. regina george's mom and so however i think er- everybody in the film did good you know, but I just don't think they had that same level of greatness at the the o four because like on, in, in the O four four movie everybody was hitting their, hitting their mark, you know, and so even though I liked the I liked the, the the new Damien, I liked the new uh, Janice they just didn't compare and so when you add in the fact that the, the overall music is just okay and no one really compares to the original, it's like what are we doing here kind of thing and so I gave Mean girls 2024 20, I gave it a C plus it was enjoyable hmm. enough, but um in comparison to the original it was okay what what are your thoughts on it?
0: Interesting. 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 Okay, um, full spoilers for anybody that cares about that. Um I don't know why you listed this if you think you're not gonna get spoiled, so fuck you. Um, I don't spoil guys. Sure, yeah, follow Mario on TikTok if you don't want, you know, spoilers. Um I I, I actually really enjoyed this. I, I was surprised that uh that I enjoyed it as much as I did. I think I think my my main complaint with the movie and this, this is going to sound ridiculous, but my, my main complaint with the movie is that it had too many songs. Um, I, I love me a musical, and I love me some songs. And it, it's so funny that, that that exact song that you pointed out is the one that Avi loved. We listened to it on the way from, like, we, as we were leaving, she turned it on. Great she was songs. like, I love this Great song. Like, she was like, I don't know why you don't love this song. I was like, "Ah, it was okay. Um, Personally, I love the, my name is Regina George. My name (laughs) is Regina George. (laughs) Uh, Uh, Yeah. But but yeah, man, I I just, I, I, I I just kind of enjoyed the ride. I think, I think the best thing about it is they kind of stuck to the original in terms of the plot lines, the, even most of the dialogue. Um, I enjoyed all the callbacks. um, And, I just want to talk about my theater for a second. First of all, fully packed. Everybody's wearing pink. Of course, my wife's wearing pink. Um, and it's just so funny. Like, it was almost like, like fucking endgame. game. Like <laughs> in my theater, like, like anytime there's like a catchphrase, there were like audible gas, like oh, they said it. You, you can't sit with us. She hasn't even go here. Like, you know, like all of it. Like, and then when fucking Lizzie showed up on that screen, bitch, when fucking Lizzie <laughs> showed up on that motherfucking screen, bitch, that's like, as like a cat with a beard in the fin anywhere. Nigga, what? Nigga, what? That was like Thor coming to say, Wakanda nigga? I was like, let's go. You know, the the so like the the real funny thing is I was telling Avi, I was like, now you get it. Cause first of all, she loved it. She loved it. Which I didn't expect because she don't like she don't like she don't like, like musicals, but um I was like, this is this is how I felt when 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 Toby and Andrew came back in No Way Home. Like this is how I fucking felt. Like <laughs> It was uh it, it was it was fun. Um, but yeah, look, I, I enjoyed the majority of the songs. I, I just think that they had one too many. Like, I feel like per scene, there may have been like two or three songs. I'm just like, OK, guys, let's let's move here. Um, but yeah, I mean, overall, the characters didn't bother me. And I'm glad that I didn't instantly compare them to their counterparts. Uh, they're kind of their own thing. And that's kind of how I took it. And yeah, I enjoyed it. I, I end up giving this movie a B. I think, excuse me. I think if you're, if you're a fan of the original, you're, you're probably going to end up loving this um, to some extent, whether it's the callbacks, the dialogue or the songs, I think you're really going to enjoy it. You're, you're in for a treat, honestly. So I highly recommend this for anybody that's listening and that loves the 2004 Mean Girls. All right. Let's talk
1: some uh, superhero news real quick. Millie Alcock has tested for the Supergirl role in James Gunn's Superman. Um, now, she has it's not confirmed. She's getting other actresses are also. But could you see young Rhaenyra
0: from the House of the Dragon or House of Dragon uh, being Supergirl? Uh, Sure. Sure. I'm very interested in your response because I saw, I saw what you put on Twitter. And I thought it was super weird. but
1: Yeah. Um, I, I, I put she's not bad enough. It was just kind of a joke. Like, she's not attractive enough. But, um, it's, but it's not really a joke as well. Um, <laughs> Going from Sasha Calle to, 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 to potentially this uh, would, would be nuts. But um, I think she's a really talented <laughs> actress. She's not ugly at all. But I just like my superheroes or superheroines to be um, hotter than that. Uh, Coleman Domingo is reportedly <laughs> one of the actors being considered to replace Jonathan Majors as Kang the Conqueror in the MCU. Um, now, we don't know this for sure. Kang's storyline might be done completely. But mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of in the rumor mill. He's, he, for those who don't know, he played Mr. in the New Color Purple remake. He's on Euphoria. He's been on a lot of things. I think Fear he's of the Walking
0: back. Dead. Fear of the made Walking debut, Dead. debut, I think.
1: What are your thoughts on Coleman Domingo as
0: potentially king? He could absolutely do it. Um, I think he has the presence. He has the gravita to be a big bad in the MCU. They're probably not going to go with him. But um, if they cast him, I'd be completely fine with it, honestly.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. I think he he could totally do it as well. I, I mean, I I I'll always vouch for majors. I love Jonathan Majors' take on that character. Um, I think Coleman Domingo is super talented. It's just funny that I I made a tweet. I was like, Disney saw that nigga as Mister in Color Purple and said, "Okay, we got a villain on our hands." So, I personally want to see Will Smith be king. I I think he I think he'd knock it out of the park as well. But
0: keep just keep me. my keep my wife's name out your mouth, Will Smith. Real life, King. Yes. Uh, <laughs> John Wick director Chad
1: Stahelski says that he would take a swing at Blade in a second. Uh, I think me and you both would be very happy if this was was to happen. I mean, the way he directs action and just movies in general. I mean, we seen with the John Wick franchise. I think this is like lends itself perfectly to the Blade franchise. What are your thoughts?
0: Yeah, man. Uh, I I wish this, this were fact and not fiction. Um, we need somebody. That knows what the fuck they're doing to, to do Blade, or if it's just not gonna get done. Um so yeah, this this will be absolutely amazing. I, I hope it actually happens. Same here. Uh Steven Young has officially exited the
1: Thunderbolts movie. Um mm. for those who don't know, he was set to play the character Century, who was like Marvel's superman s type character, very, very powerful. Um what are your thoughts?
0: Uh I <laughs> what are, what are my honest thoughts? My honest yeah. thoughts are <laughs> He read that fucking script and he was like, I'm not doing this shit. <laughs> those are my honesty God thoughts. Like, he was probably just like, wait, 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 what? This is what y'all wanna do? You know what, bitch? I'm doing something else. That's, that's, that's those are my honest thoughts. I disagree. I,
1: Julian's been on, Julian has been on, on the Thunderbolt's hate train since it mm-hmm. first heard the news of it, <laughs> but he's biased. <clears throat> I just think there was honestly what? a scheduling conflict. And, uh, yeah.
0: Okay. Anyway. Sure.
1: Um Brad Winderbaum teases that the Kingpin in the MCU Vincent D'Onofrio will be like the Thanos of the street level MCU characters. I thought this was a very <laughs> funny ass quote. But yeah, true. It should be true. I mean, that's, it that's be what true. Kingpin is. essentially in the comics, but to say mm-hmm. that is hilarious. Uh, mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on this?
0: Yeah, man. Um yeah, hilarious quote, but it is it, it's like you said, like this is, that's who the Kingpin is, right? Like he's he is Thanos on the street level, so. <laughs> Let's let, let let's bring it to fruition and let's 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 get this thing started. I love it.
1: Bring your head to the street, bro. <laughs> 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 oh
0: my god! Fan. But in in King. in this universe, he's like invulnerable. He can survive bullet shots to the head. Super strong. I can't wait to finish the last two episodes of Echo, by the way. So, yeah. Mm. Uh,
1: speaking of Vincent D'Onofrio's Kingpin, Marvel's Netflix shows are officially canon to the mcu marvel dropped this news a couple of days ago the defender saga has been added to the mcu timeline on disney plus now this is very weird
0: because you, you,
1: you just spoke about the inconsistency of kingpin from daredevil to hawkeye mm-hmm. um which i i noticed as well um and now I, I don't know it's just i think with with this new marvel spotlight studios i mean this could work but it just it does kind of recontextualize everything that we saw because we thought it wasn't canon and now it is. I honestly I'm waiting for Agents of Shield to be canon as an Agents of Shield fan. But um, oh yeah, I I hope Luke Cage and all them. I was a fan of, of the Defenders. I hope they can all come back, but we'll see. Well, does this news surprise you at all? Uh,
0: well, it surprises me that this is news. Like I, I'm not sure why so many people care about this. Um. The easy answer is that they're just in a different universe. They're not in Marvel six one six. They're in a different universe. So, oh, yeah, I thought I thought
1: that quote was to imply that they were six one
0: six. That's not how I took it. It it said in the MCU timeline, so that could mean yeah, that, that they're it. anywhere.
1: Okay, I mean, I feel like that wouldn't even be news. I mean, I I think we always interpret it as like they were some kind of alternate universe. Me too. That's why
0: they that's, said this? That's that's, that's that. that we're, we're, we're understanding each other. That's why I'm like, what the fuck is everybody so surprised about? Like, no, I, I'm I thought saying that they I thought, were always canon. No, I
1: thought that they were always, yeah, like canon in some alternate universe, but this news confirmed that they're canon in the 616 universe. Is what, that's, that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah,
0: that's ridiculous. That's why that can't be possible. That's why it's news. That can't be possible because we have Marshall Ali, who was Cottonmouth in Luke Cage. He's dead. Now he's going to be Blade. No, he's. Mm. That, that can't be true. That's a good.
1: That's a good point. But we also have Nick Fury and they reference the Star Wars movies in the MCU a lot. And he plays Mace Windu. So, I mean, you know? <laughs> what?
0: I, that's, like I said, I mean, the my opinion, they
1: Okay, we'll just recast them. They'll never know. The anyway, Mar-a- uh, That's Todd, Todd McFarlane says he's going to make a live action Spawn movie himself with outside investors if Blumhouse doesn't make it in 2024 he's been on this Todd, Todd McFarlane maybe trying to make Blade, I mean Spawn for the last fucking 10 years and and so that nigga said hey fine I'll do it myself <laughs> uh, I, I do think Spawn is ripe for the you know for coming back I think it's like he's a great character I would love to see him on the silver screen again uh, what are your thoughts on him trying to do shit himself basically uh, as long as they get Keith David to do the voice, I'm in. Yeah, I mean, yeah, honestly, I, I don't even trust Blumhouse will spawn anyway. So, yeah, do, do it yourself. Because uh, <laughs> Blumhouse has been putting out some some shitters lately. Um, oh, sh- moving on to Star Wars news Ahsoka has been renewed for season
0: two. No surprise there. Uh, mm-hmm. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, man. I mean, it, it, it sucks that you didn't enjoy it as much as I did, but I really enjoyed Ahsoka season one. Uh, I'm excited to see what they do for season two. I mean, it was set up to be that there was going to be a second season, and they got it. So, Let's do it.
1: Yay. Uh, A Mandalorian (laughs) film is in the works. The film will be titled The Mandalorian and Grogu. Um, Mm -hmm. It will be directed by Jon Favreau. It will be produced by Favreau, Kathleen Kennedy, and Dave Filoni. Um, It will go into production later on this year. This is a total surprise. I mean, we all kind of wanted to see Mandalorian on the silver screen. But mm-hmm. it's, it's so funny they're calling him the Mandalorian and Grogu because Grogu is just that appealing to kids oh, yeah. and to women. So. Oh, yeah. So who are your I. thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> Merchandise. <Nice>. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> um, I fucking won, bitch. I win again. I'm getting Mando, Din Pedro Pascal. I bet that nigga going to be in that suit this time. Nigga. <laughs> he, he,
1: he won't be. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Bro, I'm, I, I'm still convinced he's never been in that suit once. But go ahead. <laughs>
0: My boy Pedro Pascal, but I have to be Mr. Fantastic. No, you don't, nigga. You want to be Mr. Well, you do, don't you? Because you are Mr. Fantastic. So, <laughs> shit. <laughs> okay. My boy My boy busy. Joel, Mr. Fantastic, and now The Mandalorian. I mean, yeah, this is awesome. I can't wait for this. Uh, this is going to be the best Star Wars movie since Rogue One, in my opinion. So, I can't wait.
1: Okay. I mean, I'm, I'm happy Favreau's attached, but season three did leave me a little worried. But but maybe after the fan response, they'll, be, they'll course correct here. Um. Jason Blum and James Wan have finalized the merger of Blumhouse and Atomic Monster. Uh, Atomic Monster has made films like The Conjuring Universe or so all those Annabelle movies, mm-hmm. all that kind of shit, Lights Out, Malignant. Are you, are you, are you, what are your thoughts on James Wan and Jason Blum collaborating?
0: Uh, we're talking about the same James Wan that made Aquaman 1 and 2? Fuck Get out of here. Right? No, don't give a fuck about this.
1: Yeah, I, I just said Blumhouse has been putting out shit lately and Atomic Monsters is no better. I think those niggas made fucking Night Swim. So um, this is going to be, this, this is going to be, this is like the worst merger I've ever heard in my life. So. Uh, yeah.
0: Ass and ass coming together. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah.
1: Taraji P. Hinton has some, some strong words to say about her treatment on the color purple um, on the production. Mm. She said that the production team made the cast drive themselves to set in rental cars. Her quote was, They gave us rental cars, and I was like, I can drive myself to set in Atlanta. This is an insurance liability. It's dangerous. Now they're robbing people. What do I look like taking myself to work in a rental car? So I was like, Can I get a driver or security to take me? I'm not asking for the moon here. And they're like, Well, if you do it for you, we do it for everybody else. She was like, Well, do it for everybody her quote goes on to say, it's stuff like that, that, you know, I should, I should have to fight for this far in my career, this advanced in my career. I was on mm-hmm. the set of empire fighting for trailers that were infested with bugs. So, Taraji come out recently recently and had, had like a lot to say about, you know, her treatment as, as an actress and where she should be and her pay, and all that kind of stuff. So what are your thoughts on her spilling the beans on, you know, what's going on behind the scenes? Uh,
0: I mean, this is stuff that we've heard before from different studios or different actors. Um, as a, as a big Smallville fan, you know, Tom Welling and Michael Rosenbaum, who play Clark and Lex, respectively, um, they they often tell the story about how in the first season they had Tom Welling and everybody driving themselves to set at like four or five a.m. And they were like, dude, you're going to kill our Superman. <laughs> like, like, it's, it's too early for this to be driving like an hour to set at like four or five a.m. call times. And um, eventually the studio got him a driver and, you know, problem solved. But um I mean, studio's cheap. They're going to try to cut corners where they can, and they don't give a fuck if your name is Taraji P. Henson or not. Um, They gave you a rental car already. You can't drive yourself to work. Yeah. Um, It's ridiculous. She should should have had a driver. She should have whatever she needs to um, make, you know, so she can give the best performance she can, Um, especially as the star of the film, I believe she was. So yeah, it's interesting that they were just like, no, but yeah, I mean, if we don't see her again, we know why.
1: Well, the main difference between Smallville and The Color Purple was that that was like a $100 million plus production movie. And um, and so I think that her issue was that the fact that a, a project of that scale is she still having to deal with something that somebody from Smallville cast would have to be dealing with. um, And so I, I agree with it. Her saying that, like you said, might have some some dire consequences. I hope not. But things do need to change. And that is sad that that kind of shit is happening. And yeah, I think it was also kind of her implications in that statement were like, you know, this is the treatment of black women in Hollywood. So,
0: yeah. Uh, well, let's talk. Some... Uh, okay. What? Go ahead. What's up? Nothing. Go ahead. Say it. Move on, bro. Come on.
1: Okay, okay my mulatto friend. Uh, let's talk some video game news. Warner Brothers has is, is, has pitched a, a Quidditch multiplayer game, which is now beta testing. Um, apparently, more Potterverse video games will be announced soon. As a huge Harry Potter fan, would you play a Quidditch multiplayer?
0: No. I think there was a reason that they left it out of Hogwarts Legacy. They realized that it would be too difficult, too time consuming. And maybe not a lot of people would love it. Um, It was cool seeing it like live action. But like I have literally no inspiration to play Quidditch on a video game. That's just me personally. Now, I'm sure the overwhelming majority is like, fuck yeah, Quidditch game. Uh, I'm good.
1: All right. Uh, the N- Nintendo Switch Two is also reportedly dropping sometime this year. It will cost around four hundred dollars. Um, however, N- Nintendo has came out and said basically it's more like an iteration, more so than like a revolution of the console. So it will be very similar to the current Switch, and it will have the portability feature. Of course, will
0: continue on as well. Um, is this something that you might con- that you might buy or purchase? Hell no. I, I, well, I mean, I, I have to find out more about it because honestly, I know literally nothing. Um, I didn't even know it was four hundred dollars. But how dare they? When the original Switch was two fifty, um, so how would they charge it four hundred dollars? Like, what, what makes this this new Nintendo Switch worthy? Uh, I guess I'll have to find out. I mean, even if it was like four K graphics, uh, I'm not playing Mario. I'm I'm not paying four hundred dollars to play Mario Party in fucking four K. So, yeah.
1: All right, there you hear it, guys. Uh, last section of the, of the pod. Let's talk some trailers. First trailer here is for a series, The Walking Dead, The Ones Who Live, Rick and Michonne return, releasing February 25th on AMC. I don't have anything to say about this trailer. I stopped watching a long time ago, but what are your thoughts on this Walking Dead trailer?
0: Mm, we're fucking back again. Um, I can't believe it. It's, it's so funny how how old they made Rick look, uh, which I'm sure it's on purpose because, I mean, shit, the show's been going like i I mean, like in the showtime, I think it's been like 10 to 15 years. So he he would be noticeably older. Um, especially since we've seen him, which was cool. Um, it, it's just good to have them back together, man. is 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 good to hear that that Southern draw. Um, and to see Michonne back. Uh, I'm worried that that they're going to take the entire season for their reunion, which you know, I guess they they have to draw it out. But um, the promo didn't give us too much. Uh, you know, they're, they're both in two separate locations. They're characters that we've seen before, like Janice, who is the person that took him from. You know, wherever he blew up that and took him to this new military island, which all of a sudden there's a military island. Cool, um, let's do it. I, I mean, I can't wait for this.
1: All right, next trailer is for a movie called Mother's Instinct, starring two powerhouse actresses and Anne Hathaway and Jessica Chastain. It comes out later this year in, in theaters. What are your thoughts on this on this trailer?
0: Um, so if you tag me this today, I didn't see anything that you tagged me today.
1: It wasn't today, but basically, um, Jessica Chastain accidentally kills Anne Hathaway's kid, and, and Hathaway is basically like having like a revenge plot on her for the entire movie. White women like this, wh- white women always get movies like this that they can champion behind every year. It's just so funny to me, but uh, like it it does have two actresses I really do like, uh, so I might check it out, but uh, but yeah, um, we have the trailer for No Way Up, uh, this is the one I did tag you in today. It comes out in theaters and on digital February 16th. This is basically Sharks on a Plane. Yes, guys, you heard me correctly. Sharks (laughs) on a Plane. (laughs) Uh, I will be skipping the fuck out of this. This is is like a sci-fi release. So the fact that they got a theatrical treatment is kind of crazy to me. but, uh, But yeah, so you didn't watch that one. Hmm. Um, we have the the trailer to the trailer for Amy Winehouse biopic titled "Back to Black" has been released. Comes out May tenth. As a big Amy Winehouse fan, I'm excited for this. Honestly, the trailer did not do
0: much for me. (laughs) A big um, Amy Winehouse fan. Okay. Yeah, (laughs) she's
1: she's one of the best artists ever. Like, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm a huge fan, so I can't wait to see her 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 music and hear her music in um in the theater environment. Um, next review is for a one that has the internet buzzing out of nowhere. It's called Abigail, starring Melissa Barrera. Uh, Giancarlo Esposito, Dan Stevens, Catherine Newton, Angus Cloud. Comes out April 19th. Um, This is our annual vampire movie that we get every year. And this one is a pretty interesting premise. It's all those actors I just named are trapped in this house with a child who's a vampire and who wants to eat them. And Mm. so you you didn't watch this trailer either, right? Mm -mm. Yeah, the internet has been really, you know, Saying yes, I love this movie. I I, I want to see it, and the trailer didn't do much for me. Honestly, I'll definitely be watching it though. But mm-hmm. uh, th- it's it's, a, it's surprising to see what kind of trailers get a reaction from people, and it, it's when it looks like campy, cheesy, fun. Um, so I, I'll I'll check it out. Abigail, this
0: is probably Angus Cloud's last role. I'm assuming.
1: I thought it was the last movie the nigga was in, but and nigga keep making movies, so we'll see. <laughs> um in <rest laughs> <and> peace, <Rest laughs> peace <to> Angus Cloud. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Right,
0: you shut up <laughs> anyway. Oh, shoot, I thought the one oh. wouldn't motherfucking laugh one, but then <laughs> somehow I <nigga>, something again. <laughs> <laughs> um and
1: last trailer, guys, is this is the most nuts trailer I've seen in a long time. Mm. Uh, it's called American Dream, the 21 Savage Story. Uh mm. this, it's, it's starring Donald Glover and Caleb McLaughlin, both as his 21 Savage the a rapper at different time periods in his life. Um, mm-hmm. It's coming to theaters on the July fourth, twenty twenty four, guys. For those who don't know, if you get a, a theater release on July fourth, that, that means you're a really big deal. So I don't know how this is able to do it, but um, <laughs> what are your thoughts on this Twenty One Savage movie?
0: Um, I I feel like I'm, I'm like missing the joke with this because I couldn't tell like what exactly it was. Um, and it seemed like a lot of people were just roasting it just because, you know, it was like a music video turned into like. You know, Savage 21. Nah, 21 Savage. Like, I mean, look, guys. Uh, is it satire? Like, I, I don't know. I mean, Caleb, Caleb McLaughlin and Donald Glover are both very talented. Um, I'm sure they agreed to do this for some reason. Um, other than being 21 Savage. Uh, so, I mean, yeah. Like, does this trailer look like this is going to win an Oscar? No. But so do 99% of other trailers. So. You know, I'll try to go into this with an open mind. Honestly, what am I saying? I'm not going to watch this. I'll leave that to you in black Twitter. Um, but like, I I don't think this is going to be terrible. I'll say that. <laughs> I just don't care about 21 Savage. Sorry. Yeah, I think it's going to be
1: absolutely horrible. And the fact that you have to question whether it's a parody or a satire is the main problem because it's definitely taking itself serious. That's the fucking joke. Um, mm. Like you, I didn't know what the fuck this was for the first two minutes of the trailer. Like This is like a music video. This is a trailer for a movie. Sure enough, it is a trailer for a movie. Um, it's got some actors in here too. Like we got we got Love from you. We got drewski We got uh the actor who plays Will on on the New Fresh print series is playing Metro Boomin. And like you said, bro, that scene at the end we got when when childish Gambino be. I was like, nah, twenty one Savage. Like that, that that told me all I need to know. It's gonna be fucking horrible. And why would you cast Caleb McLaughlin as young twenty one Savage? Was that 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 makes sense? Sure. But then light skinned Donald Glover as the older like what like it's it's already pissing me off already. Um, <laughs> but I'll be there opening night. Uh, I'm a fan of Twenty One Savage. His, his album actually just dropped tonight, guys. So uh, so check that out if you're a Twenty One Savage fan. Um, but yeah, this 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 movie, this movie looks absolutely bonkers, nuts, insane, and I'll be there to support it opening night because um, that's the kind <laughs> of guy that I am. So yeah,
0: that wraps it up, guys. Nigga <laughs> is nuts. Thank you, Monty. You're the best. So are you. <laughs> nigga said, I don't know. How does nigga keep making movies, bro?